Jesus called him the father of lies. From the beginning, his modus operandi was trickery and deceit. He wouldn't know the truth if it hit him between the horns atop his head. The only way to defeat a fraud like the devil is by strapping on the belt of truth. Pull it tight because you need to know the enemy and understand his schemes. You must also know the truth. The truth will set you free. It will also make a coward like the devil run scared. Jesus said of the devil, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. I'm Ron Jones. Something good starts right now. Jesus had this to say about our adversary, the devil. When he lies, he speaks from his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Hello, I'm Brian Davis, and this is a special New Year's Day edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Thanks for spending the first day of 2023 here with us. Well, how do we combat the lies of the enemy? We start by putting on the belt of truth. Ron dives into the subject next as he continues his teaching series, Armored, Dressed for Victory and Spiritual Warfare. Stay with us or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where he serves as a lead pastor, here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, putting on the belt of truth. The Bible, the Word of God, is the International Bureau of Weights and Measurements. Every notion of right and wrong is measured against God and God alone. In fact, Jesus said, he prayed in John chapter 17, Father, thy word is truth. This book we call the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, it's our standard. Now, our world and our country has cast the standard aside. And so what we're playing in today, morally speaking, is sort of like a tennis game. Any of you like to play tennis? You're in this tennis match, but before you start the tennis match, you decide, oh, we don't need the umpire. Oh, let's get rid of this net. <laughs> these, these lines that they painted on here, we need to get rid of those. And now we're ready to play the game. Only the problem is when your opponent serves and he says the ball was in and you say it's out, you have no standard by which to measure the game because you've thrown all the standards out. And what does that create? It creates chaos. Just chaos, not only in the game of tennis, but it creates chaos in our society when there's not a standard outside of ourselves like God himself and the Word of God. So we need to know the truth. We need to acknowledge the truth. Uh, we need to know the truth. We need to know the truth about God. We find that as he has revealed himself in the pages of Scripture, okay? And as he has revealed himself in the person through the, the written word and through the living word, the person of Jesus Christ. He's also revealed himself in our conscience and in creation. We need to know the truth about God as he has revealed himself. We need to know the truth about ourselves. Okay, this is where it gets tricky. 
Um, let's talk about the truth about ourselves this side of the cross. You, you've come to faith in Christ. But the devil, you know what he wants to do? He wants to, tell li- he wants to tell lies about you and feed you with a bunch of lies. Remember that mud pit we talked about last week, that mud pit out of which you came to faith in Christ? He wants to keep telling you that's who you really are, that's where you really belong. Instead, on this side of the cross, We need to know the truth about ourselves, that we are blessed, we are called, we are forgiven, we are redeemed, we are children of God by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who we are. On the other side of the cross, you need to know the truth about yourself. And here's the truth. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Here's another truth from Romans. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You need to know the truth about God. You need to know the truth about yourself. Acknowledge the truth. Know the truth. Number three, we've got to live the truth or walk in the truth, as I say. It's not enough to acknowledge the truth. It's not enough to know the truth. You've got to put it into practice. Otherwise, you just, you know... You're just a repository of truth. It's it's, it's going into your mind and expanding your intellect. But uh, the devil knows as much truth as you know, and maybe even more so. But uh, he doesn't have a right relationship with God, and he doesn't live the truth. Now, we need to walk in the truth. Ephesians 5 and verse 8 says, walk as children of light. Now, in the Bible, light is often a metaphor for truth. Uh, Jesus not only said in those seven um, declaratory statements, those I am statements, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. Earlier, he said, I am the light of the world. It's just kind of another way of saying, I'm the truth, all right? I am the international standard of weights and measures. I am, I am, you know, measure everything that is right and wrong against me. Walk as children of light. Third John chapter 1, I have no greater joy, John says, than to know that my children are walking in the truth. Every parent loves this verse, and grandparents see their children walking in the truth. But you, as a child of God, are you walking in the truth? Are you putting the truth that you know into practice? The dangerous place to be is to know the truth and to even acknowledge the truth, but to be trafficking in unapplied truth. To know more truth than you're really living out and putting into practice. And what that does is it creates a greater distance between um, uh, who, who we are and, you know, who, who, we, who we are in the eyes of God and who we are really living out, right? We need, we need to close that gap in what we call obedience and, uh, and living out the truth. It really boils down to integrity, living out the truth does, and walking in the truth, Integrity is an important uh, part of spiritual warfare because a lack of it leaves you vulnerable to the devil. The devil's always looking for a weak spot in your armor. And when he finds that weak spot, he will attack it repeatedly. And so we, we need what I would call um, spiritual integrity or what a structural engineer, let me use this illustration, would call structural integrity. A structural engineer 
oversees that part of a building project that makes sure that uh, the building or the bridge or the house or whatever it is has structural integrity. Uh, I, I don't like crossing bridges. I don't like heights, especially high bridges. I just get a little bit nervous when I'm going over them. And I'm always praying that the structural engineer that worked on this got good grades in college, you know, and, and built it in a way that this bridge, this tall bridge that I'm crossing over, uh, has structural integrity. Still ahead, the second half of today's message with Dr. Ron Jones. Listen to Ron's messages on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. All scripture is profitable for teaching and reproof. But let's face it, God gave us a lot of scripture. 66 books and more than 600,000 words and it can sometimes be a little overwhelming to read. That's why I wrote my new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, to help you navigate your way through the highways and byways of God's Word and see how it all fits together so brilliantly, how every path, every passage, and every page points to Jesus, who is the Christ. The book comes in two volumes, Volume 1 covers the 39 books of the Old Testament, while Volume 2 takes you through each of the 27 New Testament books. Both are now available to order, and I'd love to send them to you today. Here's Brian with details. The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1 and 2 can be yours today by request for your gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of something good. When you order the print versions, you'll also get instant access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The online library includes electronic versions of the book, plus video sermons, audio messages, and downloadable sermon notes on all 66 books of the Bible. Visit somethinggoodradio.org to request the two-volume set and to gain immediate access to the Route 66 Digital Library. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Pastor Ron, there are so many good books published every year. Why should someone buy The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible? And who did you have in mind when you wrote these literary travel guides through the Old and New Testaments? You know, Brian, your questions make me think of the words of wise Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 12. Of the making of many books, he writes, there is no end. And oh, how true that is. For what it's worth, as a Bible teaching pastor for more than 30 years, the ultimate road trip through the Bible is my way of helping people understand the overall story of Scripture and how all 66 books of the Bible fit together into a unified work of the Holy Spirit. I wrote with all kinds of people in mind, starting with the serious Bible student, even those who teach the Bible. I'm thinking of pastors, Sunday school teachers, and small group Bible study leaders who might use these two volumes in their preparation. But I also wrote for the person who is just getting acquainted with the Bible, which we all know is the best-selling book of all time. Brian, you can read The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible from beginning to end like any other book, or place it in your Bible study toolbox. I know that if you're a lifelong learner of God's Word as I am, you will return to the ultimate road trip through the Bible repeatedly. As companions to your personal Bible study, these books will always help you see the big picture 
before you dive into the details of any book of the Bible. That's why I'll be ordering my own copy, Pastor Ron. We're so glad you decided to share this important book with us. And you can get your copy today by going to somethinggoodradio.org. Both volumes of this great resource are yours for a gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of Something Good. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. Now let's get to Ron for the rest of today's Something Good radio message, Putting on the Belt of Truth. If you want a picture of what a building looks like when the structural integrity fails, uh, just think back to September 11th, 2001, uh, when the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City came crashing down after those terrorist flown planes uh, went into the buildings and the jet fuel sprayed everywhere and began you know, dripping down the building and the fires and the heat got so heated up that the structural integrity of those buildings failed and they came crashing down into a pile of rubble. When that happens morally and spiritually to a person's life, it, it's, it's as devastating as 9-11. Integrity is just as important in the Christian life. Living out the truth that you acknowledge and that you know. My professors in seminary used to remind us, ministry is a character business. Well, the Christian life is too. It's a character business. Don't just fill your mind and your intellect with the truth. As you come to church and you hear the truth, and you acknowledge the truth and you know the truth, you ought to be praying, Lord, how do I put this into practice? It's easy to talk the talk in the Christian life. It's another thing to walk the walk. And that's all about uh, integrity. Integrity is not perfection. Integrity is about the direction of your life and mine. Christians are not perfect people. Pastors are not perfect people. King David wasn't a perfect person. But when confronted with his sin, he got right with God, right? And he was considered a man after God's own heart. Um, that's the definition of blamelessness. And, and integrity always makes makes things right. So we acknowledge the truth. We know the truth. We walk in the truth, right? Here's a fourth way to put on that belt of truth. We stand up for the truth. And uh, there are th three or four places in Ephesians chapter 6 where the word stand appears. I mentioned this, I think, in week one. Let's go back and review. Verse 11 Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. We don't fight these spiritual battles sitting down or lying down. Now stand up. Verse 13, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And then today's verse, verse 14, stand therefore, having fastened on uh, the belt of truth. Uh, we can stand up for something or we can stand up to something. Both are necessary in the Christian life, but if we don't stand for something, we'll fall for anything. If you're going to fight these spiritual battles, it's not enough to just acknowledge the truth and know the truth. 
Walk in the truth. Quite frankly, you can do that in secret in the shadows over here, and nobody knows what you truly believe or what you stand for. But the Christian life and part of what it means to be a soldier of Jesus Christ is a willingness to stand up for the truth. We used to sing a chorus, stand up, stand up for Jesus. You soldiers of the cross, lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up, Christian. Don't sit down. Now, I know standing up for the truth today may cost you something. We've had it easy in the, you know, the, the Western world and in our very cultural Christianity. Today, it's starting to cost something. It may cost you a friendship. It may cost you an election. It may cost you your job. You may not get invited to all the reindeer games in your neighborhood because you stood up for the truth. And they labeled you everything from this way in the wind, you know, calling you all kinds of names. Uh, the truth suppressors do. If Jesus were here today and he stood up and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me, oh my, the vitriol that would come against him. How dare you suggest that my truth, you know, and, and we're in that culture today. And this is not a time for Christians to, to, to shrink back. It's a time to stand up for the truth. And as you stand up for the truth, you speak the truth. All right? Standing up for the truth sometimes means you've you, you got to speak the truth into a situation. Now, the Bible tells us to speak the truth in love, and we need to do that. There needs to be grace in our words and in our presentation. Listen, the truth in and of itself uh, we'll scatter the truth suppressors in time. But we speak the truth in love as we stand up for the truth. And it takes courage to do that. I understand that. It takes courage to do that. It takes courage to be the only Christian in your neighborhood or in your place of work or in the classroom and not remain silent. Maybe you don't know how to stand up. Maybe you just need to have that conversation with God that says, I'm, I'm willing let me know when and give me the courage uh, to stand up at that time. When I think of people with courage that stood up for the truth, I, I think of a 19-year-old college student who stood his ground in front of a tank in Beijing's Tiananmen Square on June 5th, 1989. Some of you have that international photo burned into your memory. It was one day after the communist Chinese government's crackdown on the protesters in Tiananmen Square. And there was that 19-year-old college student standing in front of a tank. I dare you to shoot or run me over. But he was standing for the truth. And this is the courage that it takes to be a follower of Jesus. Knowing that we're in an invisible war that we're stepping into a spiritual battle and we got to put on every day, put on the belt of truth. Don't be like me and forget your belt. Oh, it's a terrible thing when your loins are not girded spiritually because the father of lies, who is also a devil that prowls about like a roaring lion, he prowls looking for a chance to pounce. And if you don't acknowledge the truth, or you waffle on it, 
and you don't know the truth, and you're not walking in the truth, and you're too scared to stand up for the truth and even speak the truth in love when necessary, well, you're easy prey for the devil. And you're not dressed for victory in spiritual warfare. So put on, put on every day. Spiritually and mentally dress yourself as you get up in the morning and put on the belt of truth. We, we might even say, put on Jesus, who not only spoke the truth and lived the truth, but he said, I am the truth. He's our standard. Don't waver from him, but put on the belt of truth. Thanks so much for joining us for today's Something Good radio message, putting on the belt of truth. And Dr. Ron Jones joins me now. Ron, you've talked for the past couple of days about how the truth is such a powerful weapon in our battle against the lies of the enemy. But let's reverse course for a minute and talk about what happens to those who don't have this piece of armor or those who have access to it but choose not to put it on. Well, Brian, one of the scariest verses in all of Scripture, and there are several of them, is this. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Notice it doesn't say woe to those who do evil instead of good. It's talking about what you believe, what you support, what in some cases you celebrate. Woe to you who celebrate evil and call it okay. Now, the question is, how does a person get to that point? Yes, it's true. We all sin. All of us are sinners who fall short of God's glory, both in our behavior and in our thought life. But once you call that sin okay, once you call that sin good, you've fallen into a much deeper level of rebellion. And the only thing that can get you out is repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. So how do people get to that point? It's right there in Romans chapter 1. They exchange the truth of God for a lie. That's how it happens, Brian. Now, it's a gradual downward slope, and there are several things involved. But the last thing that happens right before a person begins calling good evil and evil good is that that person takes the truth of God and exchanges it for his or her own idea of what the truth is. This is why it is so critical for us as believers in Christ to put on the belt of truth every single day, not only to guard ourselves from falling into that same trap, a trap where we begin to make little compromises here and there that we never would have made before. But just as importantly, we need to put on the belt of truth so that we can help other people from falling into that same trap. That is, after all, our primary mission as believers, to share the gospel, to share the truth. Well, Jesus is the truth, so we've got to wear our belts, both for our own sake as well as for the sake of the lost. Great final thoughts as usual, Ron, and thanks for sharing that encouragement with us. Before we sign off for the day, Ron, tell us a little bit about tomorrow's message when you begin your first teaching series of 2023. Brian, tomorrow I begin a teaching series we aired last year with great success. It's called Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Now, some of our listeners may have heard all or part of the series, 
And many have heard you and me talk about the series here recently, as well as both volumes of the companion book I wrote, which are now available for purchase at somethinggoodradio.org. I put the series together because, uh, well, let's face it, the Bible can be intimidating to read. Uh, My hope is that this upcoming series, as well as both volumes of the book, can help readers and listeners better understand how the Bible fits together into a singular work. I'm really looking forward to sharing this series. Uh, We'll start tomorrow in the book of Genesis and go all the way through the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. It'll take us several months to do this, but we'll take you through the Bible from start to finish in Route 66, the ultimate road trip through the Bible. I know I'm looking forward to it, Ron, and it all starts tomorrow when Ron kicks off his teaching series, Route 66, the ultimate road trip through the Bible. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. Happy New Year, and thanks for listening.